Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hi there, Tina. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm very <laughs> excited. This is a topic that um, is frankly a little embarrassing for me to talk about. And I think a lot of people feel that way. So I'm glad mm. that we're shining a light on it. Um, so for those of you listening, Tina is an accountant and money coach, and we are here to talk about ADHD and finances. Um sensitive topic, important topic. So welcome to the podcast. Um, why don't you tell people just a little bit about you, maybe a fun fact or um, maybe how you got started with money coaching, whatever you feel like sharing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of fell into the money coaching space. Um, I started my Instagram, uh, which is the ADHD accountant, just uh, kind of around the time I was getting assessed and diagnosed for ADHD. Um, and it was just like a fun little thing. I just wanted to share what I was learning. I wanted to share a little bit about me being an accountant with ADHD, um, because at the time I didn't know any, <laughs> now I know quite a few accountants with ADHD. Um, but it kind of just grew from there and, uh, it, it kind of just came organically because people kept asking for advice and tips and all that kind of stuff around money. And it became very clear that there was a lot of people with ADHD that need, um, yeah, advice and coaching around money. Um, so I thought, well, yeah, why not? Um, this is obviously a space where, um, you know, someone like myself is needed. So I sort of, you know, jumped in and see how it went. And it's, yeah, it's um, going really well. That's wonderful. Yeah, I I hear you when you say you just sort of like fell into it. Um, that's often how I feel about coaching as well. It's like, it's just one of those professions where you realize you can help people. And so you do. Mm. And like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think, I mean, I think as part of ADHD, we do have that sort of intrinsic um, wanting to help people anyway. Um, but it's something that I grew up with. My mom is, she just loves helping people. It's her thing. So I always saw her do it. Um, so I think it's just, you know, it's just something inside of me that just wants to help in some way, like whatever way I can help, I just want to do that. So yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's definitely the path that I'm meant to be going down. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so let's dive on into some of the money things. Um, what would you say, based on your experience working with other people, maybe with your own experience, what would you think is like the biggest money struggle, or maybe if there's a lot, maybe the top three um, for folks with ADHD? Yeah, um, impulsive spending is probably the biggest one. Mm -hmm. uh, following that probably things around um budgeting so starting a budget or sticking to a budget budget following through uh and also um uh around bills paying bills remembering to pay bills they're probably <laughs> they're probably the top three <laughs> I can see your reaction to that one <laughs> 
paying bills is so hard. It's so yeah. hard. I don't have things on auto pay because I want to be aware when I'm spending money. I feel like that's mm. good financial advice. Like you are supposed to manually pay things so that you know what your expenses are. But that means I have to go in and actually do it. And I don't always do that. I, I literally can't count the number of times I have woken up, gone outside, and we have a little flyer on our door saying, hey, um, your water's going to be shut off in the next couple of days if you don't pay oh. your fucking bill. Yeah. <laughs> we have the money. We have the money. It's just yeah. ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really feel that. And it's it's not as fun either. You know, it's hard to let I don't know about you, but for me, paying a bill, even though you've got the money, it's it's hard to do it. It feels yucky because it's not fun. It's not as fun as spending on something that you might want to spend in, like which which I guess is where the impulsive spending comes from, um, comes into play. But you know, not only forgetting to pay the bill, but you go to pay the bill and you're like, oh, this is I don't want to pay this. This is boring. I want to go do something fun with my money. So. Yeah, paying bills, I think, for ADHD is, brings up a lot of different feelings. Mm-hmm. Do you work with uh, people around, like, shame around their money? Because I know that's a big one for me personally. Yes, yeah. um, uh, we do a lot of talk around shame and guilt around money. So common in the ADHD space. Um, so, you know, when I do um, my coaching or um, any sort of online events like webinars and things like that, um, it's something that we always touch on because it's, yeah, for a lot of us, um, those feelings of shame and guilt come up a lot. Yeah. Where do you think that shame comes from for ADHDers? Um, from my experience and also my understanding with all sort of different readings as well, it it can be a bit of a mixed bag where that may come from. Um, often it can come just from childhood, um, not being taught about money, um, not really understanding money, all that kind of stuff. But also as we've grown and had to manage our own money and often being undiagnosed ADHD, the forgetting to pay bills, the not following through on a budget, the impulsive spending, if people don't know why they're doing that, if you've been undiagnosed, that brings up a lot of feelings of shame and guilt as we've, you know, grown into adults and um, journeyed into adulthood because, you know, we see a lot out there about, um, you know, sticking to your budget and not spending too much and all these things. And, you know, we have, I guess we have this idea of being able to pay your bills and managing money is part of adulting. And if you can't do that, well, you're not adulting properly. So I think that, you know, all that combined, whether it does come from childhood, whether it's mostly just adulthood, um, that's all the stuff that just brings up the shame and the guilt around money. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. I think there's a lot of aspects of neurodivergence that we tend to see as like, being a failed adult, being a failed yep. neurotypical, when yep. in reality, you're a very successful neurodivergent person and neurodivergent mm -hmm. people struggle with these things. And like, that is actually okay and not shameful. And that's like a huge paradigm shift that a lot of us mm. go through as we learn to accept our diagnoses, I think. Yes. Which is why the coaching around money for adults with ADHD is so incredibly needed because we don't manage our money like neurotypicals. We don't 
approach money like neurotypicals and that needs to be okay and we need to accept that and find ways that managing money is going to suit our brain and you know it's I often tell people it's like anything else in life you know we find jobs that suit our brain we have lifestyles that suit our brain we make accommodations in all these other areas our work our study our home all that kind of stuff money is no different we just it's more I guess it's more of a newer concept as well because there's not a whole lot of education and talk around money with ADHD um, as there are other things um, like you know housework and all that kind of stuff so it's um, it's just something that we need to get our head around and talk about more so that's why I'm passionate about talking more about money when it comes to ADHD. Yes, yes. No, you're absolutely right. And I think for some people listening, just the idea that you can accommodate your neurodivergence at home, at school, at work, like that in and of itself might feel radical. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the idea that you can accommodate yourself around money is just like, whoa. Yes. (laughs) So if you're listening and you're one of those people and you're like, I can what? <laughs> you mean I don't mm-hmm. have to white knuckle my way through everything? Um, yeah. yeah, no, you're allowed to make your life work for you. That's allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, what are some of your favorite money accommodations for the ADHD brain? Um, not being roped into using uh, an app or technology if you don't want to. Um, which is something that I personally had to do a lot of work on because we see all these things about, you know, using um, budgeting apps and using a spreadsheet and, you know, you should never use paper to do your budget on because there's all these amazing technologies out now. But for people with ADHD, often paper is so much easier. And when it comes to something especially like money where it's it's not only hard for somebody with ADHD, but, you know, the general population, even neurotypicals can find money hard. We really need to sort of get it down to, um, you know, making it really easy for us and for our brain. And often technology comes with a lot of extra steps than, you know, something like paper does. It's, you know, um, turning on your computer or laptop to get to your spreadsheet. Like there's steps involved in that before you even get to sit down and do your money. And often that's, you know, using our mental energy. Um, Whereas, you know, just getting out a piece of paper or a template or something like that, that you can just print out and just have handy. Um, A lot of less steps to do something like that. Um, The other things are um, which kind of goes hand in hand with not using technology. And look, I always, I always talk about this and say, you know, if, if technology works for somebody with ADHD, go right ahead. There's no right or wrong. You know, somebody listening to this might go, well, I love my budgeting app. And if you do, perfectly fine. Um, but I know a lot of people do struggle with technology. So I always say to people, if it doesn't work for you, just do something else. Um, but going hand in hand with the with the paper-based stuff is making sure that you can also see your budget or your bill tracker or something like that don't hide it away because out of sight out of mind is you know a really big thing for us having it somewhere where you can see it or something that reminds you that you you know need to track your bills or track your spending or look at your budget or something like that um and also making it making it your own making it colorful there's nothing worse for me um than something that's just black and white that I try to look at and I'm like this is really boring so 
I use color all the time with everything. Um, I color code, I, you know, use different colored pens. Um, they're probably like my top three accommodations. I could keep going because I just have so many different things that you could try when it comes to money. Um, but straight off the bat, they're probably like my top ones that I'd like to tell people about. That is awesome and so helpful. I think technology is so tricky um, because mm. it feels like it should be easier. And sometimes it is. Um, and then other yeah. times you're exactly right. It just introduces more steps. And for a neurotypical mm -hmm. person, that might be fine. But for mm -hmm. a neurodivergent person, especially someone with ADHD, um, those extra steps are an executive functioning nightmare. Um, mm -hmm. 100%. And being able to grab a sheet of paper and just create it right then and there is very mm -hmm. powerful. Do you yeah. have any tips for, um, you said like it's important to display your budget, make sure you can see it. Um, instead mm -hmm. of hiding it away. But a big feature of ADHD is that like visual background thing that happens where things disappear into the background if they're in the same place for too long. Mm. Um, do you recommend like moving your budget around so that it stays fresh in your mind? Or do you have a, any tips for not forgetting <laughs> where it is? Um, look, I think this really comes down to um, the individual. If you are somebody that does struggle with that, 100%, change it up. Um, and that's one of my other tips that I often tell people. There's no there's no shame in having to change something up. So whether you need to change the location of your budget or bill tracker or something like that, um, maybe each time you, um, you do it, you use different colored pens, different colored highlighters. There's no shame in yeah changing it up as you need to um I think we have this set and forget mentality sometimes that neurotypicals can deal with quite well they do something once and then they just do that um constantly and they just don't think about it they're just like oh yeah you know this is where my budget sits or whatever um but if you are the type of ADHD that does need a little bit more novelty and excitement in your brain there's no shame in yeah changing things up changing the location of where you put your budget changing the different colored pens changing the template um there's so many things that you could do which is you know it really comes down to just testing different things and seeing what's going to work for you yeah yes okay that is awesome that's advice that I give people about planners all the time like mm -hmm. there's no shame in switching up your planner there's no shame in trying out different planners like if you have yep. seven and you use one a month for seven months like mm -hmm. that's that's still seven months that you used a planner like that's amazing yeah exactly yeah. right yep yeah <laughs> okay um well I have two more questions for you. Um, the mm -hmm. first is where can people follow you? Where can they go check you out online? The best place to go is my Instagram, which is at the ADHD accountant, because from there you can click on the link and it will take you to different places. So I've got um, a Facebook group, which is ADHD money and finance that you can join. Um, I do have a Facebook page as well, but that most of the stuff on there is what's on Instagram anyway. Um, and also from Instagram, you'll be able to link to, um, my, I've got a couple of websites, so I've got my normal website and then I've got, um, a website for my money, my group money coaching, um, which is neurospicymoney.com. 
Um, but if you just head to Instagram, you'll find all these links and you can sort of check me out from there. That's awesome. Neurospicy money. I love that. That is brilliant. Um, okay. <laughs> and then my second question for you is, uh, if someone has ADHD and they're listening to this podcast and all of a sudden they're like, oh crap, I zoned out, but they're zoning back in right now. <laughs> what is the one thing you want them to sort of take away from this podcast, from your knowledge about ADHD and money? Oh, um, I guess it, my biggest thing is that I'm trying to sum this up in just like a couple of sentences or something, but um, I just want to say the biggest thing that I want you to take away with ADHD and money is that without trying to sound too, you know, motivational and all that kind of stuff is that you can find a way to manage your money. What that way looks like may be different to the next ADHD, um, but testing things out, trying things out, um, you know, working on your mindset around money, which is really big as well. Um, just doing things differently when it comes to money, trying to block out all the neurotypical money advice and noise and just finding something that works for you um, is the biggest tip that I can give somebody when it comes to money. Because once you find a way that works for you, it just becomes that little bit easier and you get a little bit more confident and empowered when it comes to money um, and definitely working on any feelings of shame or guilt that comes up around money because if you are listening and you have those feelings, you are not alone. So, you know, talking to other people or a therapist or a coach or someone to work through those feelings of shame and guilt will go a long way as well. Thank you. I, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Message yeah. of hope, even though I know it can sound cheesy, but it it's really, it's important to have some hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, it was really wonderful chatting with you. That's okay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, everybody. I will talk to you again next Saturday. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.